Thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast from Visit Aurora, the show dedicated to telling the stories of Aurora, Colorado. Hi there, I'm Dave, Senior Marketing Manager. There's something to be said about what people say about you when you're not in the room. And when I was told about our guest today, the entire room lit up. She's dynamic. She's got charisma. Michelle Nguyen, the Operations Manager at Create Cooking School at Stanley Marketplace and co-owner of Lucina Eatery and Bar in Park Hill. Congratulations on your soft opening, by the way. You, I, I saw your bio on the Lucina website. You have that Scorpio energy. What is that about? <laughs> well, we went through a couple of redemptions on what that title would be, and I guess we just decided on that. Um, definitely Scorpio through and through. We can be quite moody. We can be right, quite like charismatic. Um, but sometimes when things don't go our way, sometimes you get that stinger. All right. Respect that. <laughs> I mean, and it's a, a trait you probably need to have when you're in business. Yes. And you're running things. Um, tell me a little bit about your journey to Colorado. You moved here in 2017. Is that right? I did move here in 2017. And then I just wanted to make a note. It's Lucina. Lucina. I will edit that in post. <laughs> I appreciate that. Fine. Yeah, no, you're totally fine. Um, but yes, I made my way um, to Colorado in the summer of 2017. I made it a goal of mine. I was in Austin, Texas at the time, and I had gone to school there at the University of Texas in Austin. And I came out here, wanted to go into event coordination, and it took me about 11 months to find Raz and Diego. So those are the owners of Create Cooking School. And... Um, from the get-go, it was, let's do this. Um, we got to build a brand from the ground up. And then from the get-go, they wanted more than just create. We weren't entirely sure what that would be. And then, of course, takes us to present day. Now we have Lucina, so our second concept. Tell us a little bit about the, the path and, and the story of Create. How did it begin and what's kind of the vision of it? Yeah, for sure. So um, it started from Raz, so Erasmus Cassiano, his wife, Mackenzie, just saw the struggles of Raz in like line work, chefing around. Um, he had what was soon to be his fourth and hopefully final back surgery. Oh wow! And yeah, so she was like, "You need to, you need to take a break. This this industry is honestly, it's like breaking you." Yeah. And um, so he started um, working at now a cooking school that's no longer in service. But um, he started working at a cooking school, and that's where he met Diego Coconati. Um, at the time, uh, Raz. Again, it was his wife McKenzie's idea, um, but he was like taking notes, trying to figure out the business concept and systems in place. And he started getting really drawn to Diego Coconati's style and how he was actually conducting these cooking classes. Um, of course, not everyone can be an instructor, not everyone can be a chef, but you try to merge those two and sometimes you get a really great combo and sometimes right. it's not all that wonderful, right? Sometimes they're used to being in the back and not really being seen, but you need to have that idea of entertainment, engagement, reading the room, everyone has different skills um, and things that they're looking for. And so he started taking notes and Diego was like, what's he doing? So um, they started talking and they were like, I want in on that. That mm. sounds awesome. This, you know, at the time, Diego was like, this is the best job ever. And so that was the start of their journey. They met at that cooking school. Again, it's no longer in service now. Um, but they wanted to do create as a way for anybody of all walks of life to be able to come back into the kitchen. Um, we kind of lost that, I think, 
idea to go back into it and kind of feels like a chore, but we want to kind of reverse psychology that back into like, hey, we're actually nurturing our body. We should sit down and have a moment so we can actually get to know each other again, have conversation again. So let's get around the dinner table. Let's make some really great dishes. So that's why, you know, HelloFresh is out there, um, whatever it may be. But hey, you know, you can make these restaurant quality meals um, at home and let's debunk that. So let's bring people back into the heart of the home. It's really incredible when you look back on how people are connected with one another, these moments of serendipity where people of like-mindedness spark an idea. You move from Texas and you're integral in the growth of Create as well. You talk about on Facebook, you talked about a little bit, the kind of the mission of Create Cooking School of bringing people back into the kitchen. And as a society now, we're we're so enamored with takeout and, and fast food. From your perspective, why is it important that we reconnect to the kitchen? What does that represent for you? Oh, man, the kitchen, again, the heart of the home. Anytime that you have a big gathering or even a small gathering, it's always centered around the kitchen. People are always feeling a little bit more comfortable to do something with their hands, right? Whether it's holding something like a small plate or you know, a glass of wine or a glass of water, whatever it may be. For us, we were just really like, you know, all these different types of services, yes, they may be really great, but we need to really like believe back into our personal instincts. Like we know how to cook, we know how to feed ourselves, but why don't we make it enjoyable again? Um, We lost that part in the past few years. And so it was really vital to us to kind of create this type of environment that it's not like sterile. Um, I think a lot of cooking schools are kind of chef names like we need to make it comfortable where like they feel like this is a part or an extension of their home right this should be fun this shouldn't be intimidating exactly and i mean you have of course the gordon ramsay's out there i'm sure i think he's kind of trying to change his name his attitude a little bit now in the past couple years but it's this idea that we shouldn't necessarily feel so stressed in the kitchen's already life is already stressful right nurturing yourself shouldn't be so i consider myself like i have an ability to cook but in reality i'm a noob can I take a class and feel yeah. comfortable with my skill level being a noob or being advanced? I imagine you have classes for all those ability levels. So we actually, our classes are kept small. So we actually, for our public cooking classes, we do a max of 12 guests um, per class because again, it's going to be people of all different skill levels. We did have the initial part of create, did we kind of have maybe different tiers or different levels of our cooking classes? But we were just like, that isn't, that's not fun because you're gonna have couples that wanna come in for date night and someone's gonna be a hardcore foodie, really likes to be in the kitchen and other people just like to hold a glass of wine and stir a little bit, right? right? So how do we merge those two together so then they both have a great experience and we're tailoring to both at the same time? So we have our chef instructors that really, whenever we bring them onto the team, hey, you know what? You just really have to start to learn people's body language and what they're telling you. Because of course, anytime that people are feeling responsible for feeding other people other than themselves, they wanna do a good job. So that's another added layer of pressure. But the idea again is let's bring that down. Hey, it's just food and beverage. It really shouldn't that be, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I'm a firm believer that if you are going on a date or if you have a date with somebody, there's two ways to impress. Number one is to cook for them. Yes. There's really a lot of passion and energy that goes into that. And the second is if you're not going to cook for them, take them to a restaurant that is interesting and unique and kind of shows off your versatility. 
with the concept that you have for date night. You kind of marry the two. Mm -hmm. You're cooking together. Um, you're also enjoying world-class cuisine. What is it about the date night experience that really brings people together? Man, well, because more often than not, you really do see people that are two opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. And um, so it's this idea where, again, it's like we want to be comforting. We want to be inviting. We want to be entertaining. So we say show starts at six. I will say um, anybody that's doing a first or second date for our cooking classes, because they're usually three hours long, yeah. that's a lot. You better make sure you like the person. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, long. maybe a couple dates later on. It is a good test, though, of like chemistry, if you can communicate well. Yeah, because you naturally yeah. have that in the kitchen, right? Where mm -hmm. people are trying to figure out their order and their role. Right. Um, so it's a natural team building event. We actually are doing one right now. We're doing... Um, a group of 60 in total, but we're splitting up in two. So we have a group of 30 in the kitchen right now and a group of 30 somewhere else in the Stanley Marketplace. Um, but at, for our date nights in itself, it's just really this idea where it's like, hey, you know what? Because you usually are the ones cooking. Yeah. Why don't you have your partner be the one that's going to focus in on one thing, whether it's be knife skills or they're gonna be your sous chef. And so they're actually an active participant in the kitchen with you. Or sometimes we have couples that they've, you know, they've done maybe six or seven date nights with us at this point. So they're like, you know what? I'm gonna hang out the bar. Right. <laughs> You're gonna be in the kitchen and you let me know whenever, you know, dinner is ready. It's also a great environment for families to get together. Um, talk a little bit about your cooking classes specifically aimed at kids. Yeah, absolutely. So we have two different options. So we have cooking with your kids age six to nine. Usually those are gonna be around the holidays. So Easter, maybe Valentine's Day, um, maybe around Christmas, we'll do a Yule log. So usually people use that as their centerpiece. So that's really cool and fun. That's age six to nine years old. So the idea is like you are with a guardian, whether that be with their grandparent or their uncle, or it is with both their parents. And then outside of that, we also do family nights. Um, those are two hours and those are in the evening time. And again, families come in all shapes and sizes. And so again, we max out our classes at 12 guests per class. So you can, I mean, hypothetically, buy all 12 spots if you know that your family's coming into town and you got a big family or you know you have mom and dad and two kiddos and the youngest that we usually see in those classes is 10 years old. Uh, for the young people who are really serious about honing their chef skills and maybe even want a future career, uh, you have your junior chef summer camp, which I believe is sold out for this year. But talk about that. I mean, that's really, I don't want to say boot camp because it almost sounds too serious, but it seems like really incredible training for a future for these kids. Absolutely. So those are perfect because outside of cooking with your kids where you have your guardian um, and then family nights where you again have your parents on site, Junior Chef Summer Camp, this is I think going to be our fourth year doing it. Um, that is when they're in the kitchen with their peers. And so we break up into two different classes, incoming third through fifth incoming sixth through eighth. And so the idea is that we're gonna run through a theme each day. Um, this year we're going to do like European traveler and um, a trip around the world. Oh, wow. And so each day is gonna be somewhere different. And so we go through their culture, how we brought it into America, what that looks like for us and how we actually like interact with it and what did we do to kind of switch some things up. 
And then um, we go through like different t- like terminology that you usually need to hear around the kitchen, like mise en place or something like that. Um, What's that? What is that? So everything in its place. <laughs> okay. So right before you start cooking, you know, you want to make sure that all your onions are chopped, your tomatoes are chopped, you know, you have your broth out, that's already at room temperature or whatever it may be. And so the idea is that whenever you're ready to cook, you can just focus in on cooking instead of being like, okay, I have this rendering and then I have to cut something else on the other side and have to mince this or that. Everything's already done. So then you can just be in the enjoyment of actually cooking. From 2017 to 2022 now, how has your personal level of cooking gone up since joining the creator? Now, I'm, I'm assuming that it was at a certain level and it's elevated, but yes. maybe maybe I'm assuming that beforehand you were already world-class like the chefs. <laughs> I would like to believe that, but I actually do not have um, that background. My degree is in public relations, right. and I've always had a, an affinity for food and have again, like the kitchen was the center of the house. And so, I mean, I just love just all the different aspects of what it, what food can bring to someone's life. Um, But from 2017 to now, I would definitely say it's a huge upgrade. It's been a huge uptick, especially because in 2020, when um, we went through our unfortunate shutdown, we pivoted and we were able to offer virtual cooking classes. Mm -hmm. So we actually operated out of Crate's kitchen. We had a very lean, small team, maybe two or three at a time. Um, And we would live stream these virtual cooking classes. I took a couple of those. And so those were a lot of fun. I just like in passing have learned tips and tricks um, of all different types of cuisines and how I can see the different connections between them is actually really cool. I've really enjoyed that. You do the live streaming. You also do special events. Um, I believe our company's Christmas party happened at Create Cooking School. I unfortunately wasn't a part of the organization, but I'm really hoping that we do another like team building event there. Um, You do, I guess, bachelorette parties. You'll do birthday parties. Talk about that dynamic. Do you create special menus for those special events? Oh, absolutely. So you obviously are, you know, more than ever having to have postponed certain special things in your life. And so um, we give you, you know, full access to our 100 plus unique menus that we have. Um, and so if you're looking to do like German or, you know, Vietnamese or Southern hospitality, something like that, you just let us know what your group is really interested in. And then we'll give you back a few menus. We'll, you know, go through a couple of modifications and edits. Anybody that has a special dietary restriction or food allergy, we like to accommodate per that individual as opposed to doing the whole group, unless you otherwise specify like, hey, I want a completely dairy free menu. And we're like, heard got it um but the idea is that sometimes they're like hey y'all are the professionals right we are game for whatever if you think there's a certain menu um that could be really fun for a group of 16 of us let us know and we'll go from there if you go on the website you'll go on the calendar and i was absolutely blown away by the diversity in cuisines that are selected are there certain classes or certain cuisines that always sell out the fastest that you found? Oh my God, absolutely. So any of our Il Mondo pasta, so that's like the world of pasta. So any Italian ones, especially um, our From Rome with Love, um, that was a name that has stuck since the very beginning. Um, that and our date night in Paris, mm. our trip to Thailand is actually one that's almost always sold out. Uh, that was from... H that was a that was a 
class that was inspired by Chef Raz after he took a trip to Thailand um, in 2018, I believe. And he came back and he just worked in the kitchen for like a month straight going through R&D. He was inspired. He was inspired. He was like, hey, these this these flavors, these combinations really taste like home, but I've never tasted these flavors either. So what does this mean? And so um, he's definitely made it a goal of his to continue his education by going and to the markets whenever he's on his travels and stuff like that. So we're always like continue education whenever you're going anywhere, whether it be Vegas or out of the country, like go into those markets, try some food, and then maybe we can come back and get a menu and be inspired by it. So are the menus typically derived from inspiration? Do the do the chefs have an itinerary or is it like, hey, it's this season, let's try this? A little bit of both, yeah. right? I mean, in a perfect world, we would always have everything that we want on hand, mm-hmm. especially now because there's so many supply chain issues. Right. We have to pivot. We have to be flexible. Um, and so I think that's really great because we have in, in Create, we have maybe, we have four chefs and we're just like, use your chef brain. Like if we can't get this in, what can we substitute it with? Um, And so a little bit of both. Uh, There's some people that have had, you know, menus or recipes um, in their pocket from previous jobs that they have taken. And we're like, if you if you want to do it here, let's do it here. But it's creates. So how do we make it creates? We've touched on it a little bit. uh, The opening of Lucina, which uh, the grand opening is is very soon, right? Yes, hopefully. We're going to um, aim for the end of this month. Okay, wonderful. I imagine Create, is is, is it used as almost a vehicle to develop some of the menus that are going to be showcased at Lucina? Oh my God, it's been so cool um, because some of the items on our menu are definitely items that I've recognized in a few of our cooking classes. And of course, we've done our Lucina touch and our little like magic dust on it. But uh, some of the items like the Aros Congri and the Maduros, um, that's on some of our menus here at Create Cooking School. So that's been amazing. How we do our fries um, for the um, steak and chimney, we do it here at Create in one of our classes. And so it's been really awesome to see uh, having our dishes come out the way that Raz and Diego have, you know, laid it out to be. And now we have other people on our team presenting it in such a beautiful way. It's been so cool. The the classes are amazing. But for those who, you know, just want to spectate or hang out, you have an incredible wine and cocktail bar, which is really unique. When I first started working here, everybody says, you know, we'll go have happy hour at Create Cooking School, and it didn't resonate. Um, talk a little bit about the the wine and cocktail bar. It's really dynamic. Yes, um, I just love Create Space because it's so flexible and it can be really anything. It wants to be day to day, but we started off on our wine and cocktail bar thinking, you know, maybe a couple people here and there. We started off with 10 items, I think, in totality. And now if you look behind the bar, we have all these different types of liqueurs, um, all these different options. And so we've definitely made ourselves known, I think, as a cocktail place here at the Stanley Marketplace and really just like honed in on that um, because there wasn't really many options here at the Stanley for that. And so we started with um, a small selection of wines and now we still kind of have, you know, maybe one or two selections of certain varietals. Um, And in our cocktails, like we just, we have the mindset too of 
hey, why don't we just play around? Like we play around in the kitchen with our food. Why can't we play around with our drinks? Should we call it like a chef's bar? So we didn't think it was gonna be the way it is today. So it's not as efficient as it should be. And we're definitely working on different ways to help alleviate that 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 um, pain point there. But the idea is that you come in, you hang out with us. Um, we don't do flights or anything like that, but if you wanna taste anything, let's go for it. We want you to sit down, enjoy yourself. If if you wanna like sit down and kind of have questions over at Create in the kitchen, it's all one place. So we'd be more than happy to talk to you about the cooking school aspect, whether that be you know different themes that we have going on, or if you wanna learn a little bit more about our mezcals, we have like probably seven different types of mezcals. We probably have like five or six different types of rums now. Um, we just like to have a good time. So the same mindset goes for both sides of the business. But that spirit of creativity and innovation and trying new things, it also goes to the wine and cocktail bar. You're gonna get a similar experience there. I imagine you guys probably are thinking about mixology events and, and maybe cocktail specific classes. Absolutely, I'm glad that you said that. Uh, we actually just got a phone call today for someone looking for that. We started adding these two different types of classes that we call our martini mixer and our bourbon and bites. And so the idea is that we're gonna have people come in and they're gonna make a classic old fashioned black Manhattan, um, let's say a martini, whether that be gin or vodka, still up in the air on which one is actually the right, correct way. Um, and so we are gonna do a cocktail making portion in our class when we're also working in the kitchen. I've gotta ask you, Michelle, what's your go-to? Drink? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I will say I've been really loving um, so we have this Gin Mari Martini, or Gin Mari um, Gin downstairs. It's a Mediterranean style gin, and it has this, I, I it's beautifully like salty. Mm. It's um, distilled a little bit differently. So it was like olives and thyme, and then it's juniper. Oh, wow. So it's not so floral forward. Um, I love that in a, like a normal gin and tonic or a martini. So that's been my go-to. All right. Uh, you touched a little bit on the adjustments that the team had to make during the pandemic. And, you know, ho hopefully we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. But what would you say are some of the lessons that you personally have taken from the pandemic and also create as a organization? Oh, man, that you have to be as flexible as possible. Each day is something completely new. Um, and we really don't have control over anything. It's just our mindset on what do we have to do to get through today. And we always go back to the MVP, which is like minimal viable product. Um, what do we have to do today to make sure that we can be here tomorrow? Um, and so it's just making sure that our mindsets are right. Um, because if we're just kind of rigid in our or rigid in our ways, uh, we wouldn't be where we are today. We needed to think on our feet. Um, and it's it's been quite the mental gymnastics, but as you were mentioning, I hope so too, that we're seeing that light at the end of the tunnel. Now, less than 10% of executive level roles in the restaurant industry are held by women of color. Um, and it seems like we are making some progress there, but do you feel like part of your career journey is helping to, to pave the way for the future Michelles of the world? I hope so. Um, I absolutely hope so. I came into 
this role and in this industry not really knowing that I would be here today. Um, I came in here wanting to be an event coordinator and I was just like, I just like to bring people together and have community, um, whatever that means and why not over food and beverage. Uh, but I absolutely hope to um, pave the way and make sure that people know that they could do this too. Um, and definitely having people in this industry as mentors, um, everyone's been super helpful and let's just help out each other. It's been the great mentality for it. I want to put you on the hot seat for one of our final questions here. Uh, you've mentioned that food has always been a centerpiece in your life. So I want you to create the ultimate dinner party. Okay. Number one, I, I want to know who's on your guest list. Okay. Let's go four to six. Okay. Dead or alive. Ooh. And secondly, what's on the menu? Oh, man. Okay. So first things first, I know what's 100% on the menu. Okay. I love Korean barbecue. Okay. Um, I think it is such a fun time, um, something that's super interactive, something that you can do for long periods of time um, over bottles of soju. Right. Um, and have you ever tried soju before? Uh, I, I've had a little bit. I'm, I'm just like I'm a, a noob at cooking. I'm a noob at soju, but I'm, I'm learning and growing. Uh, soju is fantastic. If you ever if you haven't ever tried it, um, there's a variety of different flavors. There's no bite to it. So you can literally just have the bottle, have a couple shots. Um, and you just pour for others and then yourself, or you have someone else pour for you. And it's just a big, it's a big party without intending it to be a big party. Um, so definitely having Korean barbecue as right. my, as my party, uh, who I would invite would have to be, um, my grandmother that I've never met on my mother's side. Okay. Um, just because that's a conversation that I've been wanting to have forever um just to kind of know our roots uh, how food brings you know life to her um and then man i <laughs> what let me think about this i know i put you on the spot a little bit <laughs> oh no you're totally a-okay um things and people that i admire oh man so um my grandmother, okay. Anthony Bourdain. All right. Um, it would have to be someone that's going to be fun and um, delightful. So Ali Wong. Okay. Love her. Love her. She's great. She's wonderful. And let's see someone that I have found quite inspirational. Um, hmm. Someone that I haven't met before. None of these people I've actually met before. That would be really cool to have <laughs> meet all of them, though. Hmm. I would have to choose. I would have to go with Michelle Obama. Okay. Yeah. That's a heck of a dinner party there. That's a heck of a dinner party right there. It's a party. Um, well, you mentioned Korean barbecue, and since this is the Visit Aurora podcast, uh, a ton of Korean barbecue restaurants have popped up in Aurora. Talk a little bit. I mean, it's, it's not what you're here for, but talk a little bit about that scene in Aurora. Oh man, Aurora has such a diverse culinary scene. Mm -hmm. um, so the per the place that I was thinking of whenever you're asking me about this dinner party, there's this place called Thanksul Pocha, I okay. believe. Um, and I've only been there once, but it left such a great impression. I think after midnight, it turns into a karaoke bar. Um, and it feels like a Korean street pub when you walk in. It's super tiny. They have little like um, stove tops in the middle and you kind of just like sit on these little stools around it. You can fit maybe four to eight people um, and you just get little bites throughout the night. Um, 
I really love the food scene out here in in Aurora. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, if you're looking for something. The diversity in our community is absolutely something that we should hang our hats on and, and embrace. And, and that's what we're here to promote. That's what it's all about. For uh, sure. Michelle Nguyen, uh, the operations manager, Create Cooking School at Stanley Marketplace. Also the co-owner of Lucina, which opens soon. Really excited to try that out. And I'm super thankful that you took the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, visit createfoods.co. That's their website. We also have a great deal right now at visitaurora.com. If you go to the deals page, we have the promo code that you have to use. That's an online order. And you can also check them out on Instagram at Create Cooking School. Hey, thank you for listening to the Gateway to the Rockies podcast. Visit Aurora is the official destination marketing organization for the city of Aurora, Colorado, and acts as the primary liaison between meeting planners and hotel partners. As Aurora's convention and visitors bureau, Visit Aurora's mission is grounded in showcasing Aurora as a premier destination for meetings, business, and leisure travel. Visit Aurora represents more than 75 plus hotel properties with 13,500 plus guest rooms and more than 1 million square feet of meeting space, including Colorado's largest resort, Gaylord Rockies Resort and Convention Center. As Colorado's third largest city, Aurora is located minutes away from Denver International Airport and showcases mountain views, memorable meeting spaces, and 250 plus international eateries that offer a unique experience for each and every visitor. As the gateway to the Rockies, Visit Aurora's role in the local community goes beyond marketing the city as a destination. The Visit Aurora team is here to assist you with your Colorado visit from facilitating your meeting, event, or convention to helping you discover local flavor and attractions. Go beyond the boardroom in Aurora, Colorado. For more, visit us at visitaurora.com.